This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Change, Redefining Success, the podcast designed to inspire you and give you actionable information to enhance, up-level, reimagine, and reinvent your life and your livelihood. No matter where you started, where you are now, or where you've been, you too can lead an authentic, first-class life. Each week, new stories of turning points and transformation will help you define what success means to you so you can live your best life on your terms. Now here's your host, first-class life mentor and certified Profiting From Your Passions coach, Kate Fessler. Welcome to Change Redefining Success. I'm your host, Kate Fessler. This week's topic is fear. What's holding you back and what can you do about it? What are you afraid of? Snakes? Flying? The dark? These are all pretty common phobias, but they're not the kind of fear we'll be talking about today. What about heights? In the physical sense, sure, but also in the metaphorical sense. To paraphrase Sandra Yancey, founder of the eWomen Network, you can't rise to your greatness if you're afraid of heights. And by heights, she means success. Are you afraid of success? It sounds silly, of course. Doesn't everyone want to be successful? Maybe you're afraid of failure. But don't worry, failure's now cool. There's at least one college class, at Smith College, I believe, about learning to fail successfully. How's that for an oxymoron? I've heard there's even a TED-like channel where successful people talk about their failures. We may think that we're afraid of failure, but we're really quite good at it. We fail every day in small ways and big ones. We fail to avoid that third or fourth cup of coffee. We fail to say no to dessert or that second or third glass of wine, but never when we're driving. We fail to bring cash when we're out with the girls for happy hour. Not that I would know anything about that. We fail to tell our loved ones how much they mean to us. We fail to tell ourselves how amazing we are. We fail to acknowledge or admit what it is that we really want. Failure teaches us resilience, the old get back up, dust yourself off, and start all over again spirit. If you aren't failing, you're not taking enough risks. There's a new adage in business, fail forward fast. Try it. If it doesn't work, learn from it. Try something else. Rinse and repeat until you arrive at success. Fear of success, while very real, is rarely articulated. The most common fears that I hear from clients are afraid I'm not good enough, afraid of looking foolish, afraid we don't have the right upbringing, education, credentials, We're afraid we don't know how. We're afraid we don't deserve to have fill in the blank. Love, happiness, wealth, a great job, a successful career, a thriving business. The list goes on. We're afraid of our dreams, that we're unworthy of them or that they'll never be realized. We're afraid that we won't have enough money. We're afraid we're being left behind. The acronym FOMO, fear of missing out, is no joke. Any or all of these fears could be keeping you from embracing the positive change you need to create the life you really want. You've probably heard the quote from Marianne Williamson that sums it up. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. 
We are all meant to shine. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Why would we be afraid of this power, this light that we carry within us? Because it goes against everything we've been taught as people in our societies and cultures as they exist today. We're not really afraid of being powerful. We're afraid of what that might translate to in our everyday lives. We're afraid that we'll stand out and not in a good way, that people won't love us, that instead of inspiring others to shine their light, we'll make them feel insecure, and in turn, they will lash out at us or leave us, and we'll be alone. When we start to realize how powerful we truly are, there can be grief that we didn't realize it sooner, that we allowed ourselves to be treated as powerless, that we treated ourselves that way. And while it doesn't always happen, Sometimes people will try to keep us where we are. It is threatening for them for us to realize our power, and sometimes we have to choose. It's also comforting, even if we're unhappy, to believe that we're doing the best we can under whatever our circumstances might be. If we are truly powerful beyond measure, that belief is proven false. And then we have to ask ourselves, what else do we believe that's not true? Our beliefs are what keep us stuck, usually ones we're not even aware of. More on that later. Franklin Delano Roosevelt said after the attack on Pearl Harbor in 1941, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. This is mostly true. Of course, there are things that we should be afraid of that we should take precautions against, but they shouldn't rule our decisions and keep us from living our lives. First, we have to identify what it is we're really afraid of. To get to the place where we acknowledge, for example, that it's not failure we're afraid of, but success. We can do this by asking a series of questions, much like a toddler would. Why? Why? But why? Until we get to the true cause of the fear. A mentor of mine taught me to ask, so what? With each successive dire prediction of what could happen. Let's take a look at, let's look at taking a risk in your career. You've done this before, haven't you? You had to either get a first job or start a first business at some point in your life. Think back to that time. What was it that you were excited about? Why weren't you afraid of the risk then? You may have done this multiple times. You've become really good at what you do, at taking care of yourself, achieving goals. You've demonstrated that you have the capacity to master a skill and convince someone to pay you for it, haven't you? So maybe you're thinking now about change. Maybe you want to start a business or a whole new direction in your career. But at this stage of your life, you have responsibilities, right? You have a car payment, mortgage or rent that's due every month, maybe kids in college or a spouse who depends on your income. So you're afraid to make a change. What if it all goes wrong? Then again, what if it all goes right? The possibility exists either way. It's how we frame our thoughts and actions around it that make the difference. The other day, my husband overheard a young girl, probably around 12 or 13, talking with her dad. She was asking him when he knew he wanted to be a dentist. She then told him what she wanted to do and continued, but I know you probably wouldn't love me or respect me if I did that. Now, it wasn't like she was saying she wanted to be a prostitute or a drug dealer or a criminal or a deviant of some kind. She wanted to be a model or an actress. The dad reassured her that they would, of course, love her no matter what she decided to do with her life. Have you ever felt this way? 
like your dream would cause you to lose the love and or respect of people who matter to you? If we're afraid of this, it can cause us to bury our dreams. Most of us don't have these kinds of conversations. We just assume that we know. And we sadly convince ourselves that we don't really want to do whatever that is anyway. Most fear has two basic underlying issues. One, fear of the unknown. We don't know what will happen. And two, the belief that whatever does happen will likely be undesirable. Let's start with point one, fear of the unknown. We only fear the unknown for the big things. Like failure, every day we face the unknown. What will traffic be like? What kind of mood will the boss or client be in? Will the kids have a good day at school? What's my spouse going to want for dinner? These are all unknown, yet they're predictable unknowns, smaller unknowns within a larger structure of the expected. When we're faced with big changes, we can sometimes be paralyzed by this fear. It helps to break things down into smaller steps that are known so that we can get comfortable with the parts that are truly unknown. Take the example of starting a new business. What we do know is that there will be a place of work, there will be a worker, us, there will be a focus for the business, there will be identified customers or clients, there will be a set structure under which we will provide the product or service to these customers or clients, etc. The only unknown is, will these customers or clients buy from us? If we've done our homework and know what we offer and what our ideal client wants, that becomes less of an unknown. If we know where our ideal clients are, we can more easily make our products or services known to them, increasing the likelihood that they'll buy. And if we have a vision or a plan for our business, we will know how, when, and where to take action to make our business work. This is not much different than getting the right education, crafting the right resume, finding the employer who needs what we have to offer, knowing how to get in for an interview, having a good interview because it is a match between what we have and what the employer wants, and landing a job. This methodology can be used for any unknown that we're facing. If you have to move or go through a treatment for an illness, or you're having a baby or getting married, starting a business, or finding a new livelihood by choice or because of a layoff, there's nothing to be afraid of. It may be new to you, but it's not to someone, so ask for help and get some guidance. Point two are underlying beliefs. They're a bit harder to work around. Sometimes we don't even know what they are. We just keep finding ourselves in the same situation over and over. The same challenge keeps presenting itself and we can't figure out how to stop the cycle. That's how you know it's your belief system getting in your way if you find yourself in an endless loop that you feel powerless to break out of. Are you afraid to be happy because you think somehow that's going to invite something bad to happen? I used to feel that way. You know the saying, when is the other shoe going to drop? It's an underlying belief that for every good thing that comes our way, there's going to be a price. It's harder to break free of these limiting beliefs unless you're able to identify them. In order to do that, you'll have to take notice of the words you use and the thoughts you think during these periods of challenge. Let's say, for example, you always end up with a boss who's an idiot. No matter how many times you change jobs or get a new boss, they always seem to be the same. What's the common denominator here? It's you. If you have a belief that bosses are idiots, you'll find evidence everywhere to support those beliefs. But guess what else it does? It reinforces in your subconscious that you don't ever want to be a boss. Because why? Because bosses are idiots, and you certainly are not an idiot, nor do you want other people to think that you are. 
So, you sabotage your chances for promotion without even knowing it. One of my clients was taken aback when I suggested to her that she was a leader. As we talked through her reaction, it came out that she had a poor opinion of those who were in leadership in the company she worked for. She was afraid she would have to be like them to be a leader, and that people would also have a poor opinion of her. That was the basis of her fear or resistance to becoming a leader. Once we identified that belief and reframed her definition of leadership and found some better examples of what that could mean, she was able to see her path forward in a whole new way, which of course made her very happy and as a result, a lot more successful. If we shift our thinking, we start to shift how we view the world. Once we start to view the world differently, things will start happening differently and there will be less to be afraid of. I used to be very shy as a child. I was basically afraid of people. Even into my young adulthood, I would blush very easily. I didn't speak very loudly. I was essentially trying to be as invisible as possible. As a result of my underlying belief that people were mean or that everyone else knew more than I did and would find out how stupid I really was, I missed out on a lot of great opportunities and potentially great relationships. I grew up in New Jersey in an area where pretty much everybody had a bad attitude about life. If you didn't have this bad attitude, you didn't fit in. Who doesn't want to fit in, especially when you're a kid? So I got a lot of bad information that stuck with me for a long time. If I hadn't moved out of state and seen how other people lived, if I hadn't started to question what I had been taught and seen from my role models, I would have stayed stuck in that mindset. My dreams would have been crushed and I would be leading a very different life than the one I have today. Once, after I had moved to Seattle, I went to a conference in New York. I remember everyone being so nice. Had I changed or had they? I did overhear a woman who said, New Yorkers were only rude to each other, not to visitors. I don't think that was it, though. I think my belief system had changed. My view of myself and my place in the world had changed, and I was relating to people differently. Once you open your mind to the possibility that what you believe may not be accurate, and that those beliefs may be keeping you from attaining your dreams, you open up a whole new world of potential. In the book Infinite Possibilities, Mike Dooley writes, Follow your dreams. They're yours for a reason, not the least of which is to make them come true. Do you believe that? If you don't, ask yourself why. What is so scary about believing that your dreams can come true? Invite positive change into your life. Identify what you really want. Define your own success. Learn how to identify false evidence appearing real. Be bold and take action. You've probably heard this quote as well. The moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. All sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issues from the decision which no man could ever dream to have, would have come his way. Whatever you can do, you or dream you can do, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Begin it now. Maybe your greatest fear is that you'll never live up to your potential precisely because you've buried those dreams. It's the big what if. But what if it's not too late? What if all of your life experience had led you to this point? Because you're meant to question, meant to explore, and meant to discover more about yourself and what's possible for you. As Mike Dooley said, your dreams are yours for a reason, not the least of which is to make them come true. Russell Wilson, the quarterback of our beloved hometown Seattle Seahawks, has a motto, Why not me? He's only 5'8", 
There's only one other quarterback that short in the NFL, Drew Brees. Conventional wisdom is that a quarterback has to be tall to be successful. But instead of being discouraged, he asked, why not me? And then worked his butt off to be the best he could be. He even studied with Drew Brees. Makes sense, right? Before going into the Super Bowl, he asked, why not us? The first time it didn't work out so well, but they kept the faith and the second time they achieved the goal. Instead of whining, why me, about things that don't go your way, ask, why not me, about your dreams and aspirations. Pay attention to what you're thinking and reframe your thoughts to support moving forward. Let go of old stories that are keeping you stuck. Play the game of what if, but in the context of why not me. Getting past your fears is not rocket science, and it's not as complicated as some would have you believe. It's like the old joke, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Courage doesn't have to be the grand gesture, the slaying of the dragon. Courage is more often baby steps, getting up when you fall down, allowing yourself to fail, and learning from your mistakes, believing in yourself and your power to realize your dreams, taking one step at a time to move past the dragon instead. If you need help embracing change, divining your own success, and creating the life and livelihood of your dreams, I'd be happy to help. Send me an email at firstclasslife@outlook.com and let's chat. There are resources on my webpage, firstclasslifesolutions.com, and please listen to the other podcasts featuring inspiring women who have redefined success for themselves. If you have something to say about this or any other podcast, please leave a comment on the show page or my Facebook page, First Class Life Solutions. Next week, my guest will be Dr. Fabian Slama, ACC, PhD, MA, also known as FAB. Fab is an emotional healing therapist guiding strong women and brave men facing heartbreak to go from falling down to moving on and empowering them to create the fabulicious life they desire. That's Fab Y-O-U-licious. Born in France, Fab is a biochemist by training, an internationally collected bronze sculptor, and the single mother of two. Taking inspiration from her own journey, author of Renaissance Woman, public speaker and creator of programs like Heartbreak 911 and Rebirth, Fab has supported hundreds of women to transform from the inside out and thrive after life transition. Using a combination of regression hypnotherapy, core energy coaching, energy healing, and so much more, she unlocks the deepest blocks and allows her clients to go from fear to joy in a minimum amount of time. I hope you'll join us. Until then, here's to your authentic first-class life. I'm Kate Fessler. Thanks for listening to Change, Redefining Success. I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We invite you to listen to all of our EWN podcast hosts at ewnpodcastnetwork.com.